0: Most of the mud. She rummaged in the closet in her office. No spare change of clothes. Oh well, she slid her feet into a pair of pink flip flops. Harley's Haven had been a dream of Alex's from the time she was a teen and volunteered at Doc Newsom's veterinary practice. That's where she adopted Harley, a border collie who had been her best friend for ten years until cancer forced her to make the decision to euthanize him to end his pain. Three years later, with the help of money inherited from her grandfather, she bought an old auto repair shop and opened a no-kill shelter, taking over the animal control previously operated by the city. She worked for her uncle at Outback as a manager-slash-waitress, and that just about paid the bills. But her work at the Haven was what nurtured her heart. She could never pass up an injured or lost animal. At this point, The shelter was over capacity, and she'd had to partition off part of the lobby to provide a space for two litters of puppies. Her uncle suggested once that she might benefit from therapy, that perhaps it was her own rough start in life that created her obsession for rescuing strays. She'd never known her father. Her mother left her and Kelly with their grandfather when Alex was seven and Kelly was three, and she never came back. But the experience hadn't seemed to impact Kelly in the same way. Though, now that Alex thought about it, Kelly seemed more dedicated to rescuing human strays, mainly of the male variety. The phone rang, and she sat at the desk to answer. Holly's Haven, this is Alex. This is Sheriff Davis. We have a couple of strays folks are complaining about over in Parkville. Woman who called says one of them seems to be injured, says they're hanging out behind the Piggly Wiggly. She glanced at the clock. She had a couple coming in 15 minutes to hopefully adopt, and she had little over an hour after that before she had to get to the grill for her shift. I'll try to get someone out there as soon as possible, Sheriff. Thanks for the call. Where was she going to put two more dogs? Well, if the couple adopted, that would free up one kennel. And if these two dogs have been together, they should be fine sharing the space for now. She flipped open her notebook to the volunteer list and started making calls. One of the lobby dogs, Rufus an Older Golden, wandered into her office and rested his graying muzzle on her thigh. She absently scratched his ears while she begged one person after another to try to capture the two strays. Everyone she spoke with apologized, but couldn't make the run until the next day. Then, a minor miracle. Dave Kirby called back to say he'd be in the area of the strays in Parkville and would try to pick them up and hold them at his place until they could be seen by the vet. Alex thanked him. Ever so grateful for her volunteers, she never fooled herself into believing she could do this alone. The owner of a local trailer park called to say Alex had 24 hours to capture a female dog, her litter of puppies, and another abandoned mutt, or he would take care of them himself. She knew what that meant. It would be a long night crawling around in the dark. More puppies, she groaned. She quickly posted to her Facebook page asking for foster homes for some of the pups. The Andersons arrived with their 10-year-old son, who immediately asked to see the puppies. I do have a few puppies ready for adoption right now. Why don't I show you a few other dogs, too, and you can decide. She presented them with a rat-terrier mix of about a year old that was new to the shelter and a little shy, a Jack Russell mix that leaped as if he was on springs, and a more sedate pit bull named Opie. Mrs. Anderson was put off by the Jack Russell's energy, the rat-terrier's shyness, and she immediately nixed Opie, insisting that pit bulls can't be trusted. At that point, Alex was thinking maybe Mrs. Anderson shouldn't be trusted either. She didn't seem all that eager to take on a dog. They finally decided on Sheba, a one-year-old beagle who happily crawled into the boy's lap and slathered his face with kisses. After completing all the paperwork and paying the vetting fees, the family left with Sheba prancing along beside her new master. The older couple arrived to check out Walter. This didn't turn out so well. Walter made a fool of himself and ended his show by peeing on the man's leg. Needless to say, the pair left without a dog in tow and with no promise of returning. Alex shook her head as Walter settled onto the comfy sofa and let out a deep doggy sigh. I swear you know exactly what you're doing. Don't you want a new home? Surely you can't want to live here forever. The dog stared at her and yawned, then closed his eyes. He was quite comfortable there. Alex had just enough time to stop at home, shower and change, and get to the grill. She'd have to run to the